0: Saints from the Spectrum, episode 31, playoff pressure. Here's
1: Ilya Silva. Here's McConnell. Can he get it off? Oh, yeah! I six inch winning! Seven seconds to play. Iverson against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win. Yeah! Oh, boy. Oh boy, another game versus Celtics, and another loss, another year, and more bench problems.
0: It's been tough. It, it's like the uh, the scheduled tweet. You just spoke it. You verbally spoke the scheduled tweet. <laughs> yeah. How you doing today, Graham? Um, I, I'm I'm hanging in there. It, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's been rough. I I can't lie. It has been. It has been hard to find motivation to watch this team every night. Yeah, uh, that's just that's just the truth of it right now.
1: Yeah, it's been it's it's definitely been tough. Um, Giving you an episode a little late this week, we wanted to wait uh, until the Celtics game was over so we could talk about that. But like, let's let's run through the headlines for today's episode. Sixers lose another game to the Celtics with a Jason Tatum game winner. Uh, the Sixers have back-to-back games against the Miami Heat. Dwayne Dedman is the newest Sixer, and we are going to give our players who are under the most pressure in this year's playoffs top
0: five. Top five. That I might have a controversial take in there. You might. One or two.
1: Let's just let's just get right into it. Sixers lose to the Celtics. Tatum game winner. Give me your first thoughts after coming away from that game and and, and kind of what needs to be done going forward.
0: I definitely wasn't surprised. Um, you know, no lead is safe, especially with a Doc Rivers run team. That is yeah. that is common knowledge where I mean you can have fifteen point, seventeen point, twenty point, twenty six six point against the Hawks doesn't matter you're gonna you're gonna find a way to make it interesting and that's what happens in and the, and the Celtics have happened to be just a great team they're a great ball club uh so yeah, you had a 15
1: you had a 15 point lead the other night yeah. and you and and the Sixers said hey let's leave Al Horford wide open and let him hit five straight threes let's just let it happen and yeah like what what how is came back like
0: what is going on with this with uh like Al Horford just killing us.
1: Uh, I don't. It, it, he's that, on our team. He kills us. He's it's off exactly our team. He kills times. us. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely frustrating. I mean, the the Celtics dynamic duo. I mean, J- Jalen Brown played played all right, played pretty good, and then Jason Tatum just just crumbled under the pressure, except for the game winner. And I tweeted out right before. Uh, the Celtics last possession. I said this Tatum game winner is going to feel like a shotgun to the chest, and it did. Uh, and then I thought the Embiid half court shot went in, and I thought he got it in time, and I was, I was screaming. Um, but unfortunately, he got it off just, just a bit late, and it didn't count. But man, if that if that counted, ooh, I think I think we win in overtime if that counts.
0: Oh you definitely give yourself a chance to yeah to break some hearts and I I think that there's no there's no way we lose that game uh mm-hmm. if if NB gets it off in time this is sec- I, I, mm, that one's tough because what hurts more that one or the one against the Suns where it almost went in but it was also in time <laughs> that's what it reminded me of first thing I thought of was Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> I think this one hurts more this one hurts more uh maybe it actually the suns one hard. definitely hurt you re- we really wanted I remember we really wanted to win that game but yeah this i th- I think this one hurts more yeah that' be is... bias but um yeah it's it's absolutely that's... insane how how unlucky you can get at times yeah um we're gonna talk about a few specific players here first off I want to start with p j Tucker he had sixteen rebounds in uh in in the game versus Celtics five offensive rebounds. He was, he, this was by far, by far the best game of the season. He had a team high, uh, plus 21. And and you kind of look at the, um, look at last night's game and and the backup center problems. And I think PJ Tucker is going to be, is going to have to be playing 40 minutes in the playoffs, playing starting power forward, and backup center. Uh because there's nobody on this team who can play backup center except PJ Tucker. We tried to throw Paul Reed out there. That lasted only a couple minutes because Paul Reed just got absolutely manhandled out there on both ends of the floor. And he got taken out right away and and, and PJ Tucker had to go in there. Like can PJ Tucker go the distance though?
0: Can can he can he continue doing that? Can he do that in the playoffs? Can he, so. let's say, like, we have the tendencies to not uh, put teams away in the first round. If we, if we have, uh, we play in the first round, uh, I don't, I don't care who, who it is. Like, mm-hmm. let's say we are the three, we play the five. Let's just say right now six. it's the Knicks. we buy six if we're, three. but let's just say it's the Nets mm-hmm. for this example. PJ Tucker does what he does, plays well in the first series, but. the the nets win two garbage games like Mm -hmm. we just give it to them that happens the sixers have a tendency to do that right Happen happened against the raptors exactly happening against the raptors happened against the wizards a couple years ago you know it's just like you you can't you can't sweep them you can't you can't get them in five and if you do it's it is a war of five games yeah pj tucker can be good for that second round after game two after game three what is he like you know that that's that's the one thing, and there's no doubt PJ Tucker can do it for a game or four or five. Can he do it? You know, ten times over fourteen days, fifteen days? I don't know if he can. It's that's hard. What, that's it's what it's hard, really, especially. Really is is is, is uh, I don't I don't know how to how to say this. It's just, we were it's, fake trade deadline day, yeah, because we know PJ Tucker can do that ten times in two
1: three weeks. Yeah, it's hard, especially if you're going to put him out there for forty plus minutes as a guy who's thirty eight years old or or thirty seven, one of the two. But it definitely it it that's damaging. Like like you're tired. That's tiring, playing forty plus minutes uh, in every single playoff game. That's that's tiring. But but the game against the Celtics, he came with all the energy. He lifted the team up when they needed it, and and all the hustle plays. I mean, last night, or or, or the other night against the Celtics, that's exactly why you pay him $10 million a year. That's exactly what you're asking for. He hit two threes, two out of four. He gave you 16, 16 rebounds, which is by far a season high for him.
0: But I mean, look. (sighs) He can, he can he can be really well for a game. Like a game, he can give you what you need. Sometimes he's just going to go out there and go through the motions, which you just have to live with it. Yeah. Um, but he, he can't do that in the playoffs. He, he can't just go through the motions of the playoffs. But he also could give you a game. And I don't know if we are a team where we need P.J. Tucker to get that amount of offensive rebounds in order to be successful. I, I don't know if, if that's like a necessity. We have um, but the it, talent it's, it's, on the
1: roster to where we don't yeah. need that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree, but it doesn't look that way, does it?
1: The talent on paper. On paper, you think it up. should be fine. Sometimes the talent doesn't show up, and I'm not even talking about the six or starting lineup. I'm not even talking about that because our starting lineup manhandled the Celtics. I mean, all of our starters had a positive plus minus, every single one of them. The bench. And it's been a problem year after year. After a year after year. Elton Brand couldn't fix it. And Daryl Morey, he hasn't fixed it. Oh, well, Darryl, Daryl's might have made it worse. It's year after year. I mean, I, I you only give Shake Milton a minute and 48 seconds in last night's game. Tyrese Maxey is giving you absolutely nothing. Why can't you throw Shake Milton out there? There comes a time where you have to bench. either You're going to either try out. Maxie back into the starting lineup, or just bench him for for the whole game. I mean, uh, that's damaging to his mental, but, like, come on. You cannot let this guy, Tyrese Maxie, just get beat and beat and beat on the on the defensive end and then struggle to find his own shot because he's not a good shot creator. That's, that's not what he does. He needs other plays around him, like Harden, like Embiid to get going and he cannot do that and he looked he just looked flat out bad he looked bad yeah i want to talk about uh shake milton
0: real quick and i'm going to pose this question is that uh, have we failed shake milton or is fake
1: built or shake milton failed us i think it goes both ways uh i i believe so because there is times where we have failed shake milton and there has been times where shake milton has failed us i mean you look at, I would say, I think it was the playoff series against the Hawks, where Shake Milton won us a game. Uh, there could be a time in, in this year's playoffs coming forward where you need, you just need that that Shake Milton game, and he can't give you that if he's getting no minutes. I don't see why he's out of the rotation. I I don't I don't I don't see why.
0: Yeah, we are definitely in need of a Shake Milton game. Uh, another one is where. Yeah, you, know, you talk about Maxi, and we talked about the starting lineup. We talked about him on the bench, um, but really, Maxi playing bad does not equate to DeAnthony when he plays good. Like yeah. like Maxi's worst day and DeAnthony's best day, you're gonna take that ten times out of ten if that happens for the team, right? So if Maxi mm-hmm. plays bad, but Melton plays good. This team is better off with Melton getting majority of those minutes. Especially from the guard, because of the way that he can defend, and in a playoff series, you got to look at a way you have to start melting. You, yeah. you have to defensively. It's a nightmare with Maxie and Harden really starting games. Harden, I yeah. feel like his defense gets better as the game goes on because he's usually not locked in on defense, especially yeah. in the beginning of games.
1: You know what and, I? You know you know what I think it's time for what? I think it's time for Doc Rivers to show us that third starting lineup. We don't know what it is, but I think it's time for him to bring out a new starting lineup. I would think it ha- it has to include both Maxie and Melton. I think it would be the three-guard lineup of Harden, Maxie, Melton, either Toby or PJ, and then Embiid. Which, we've seen that in the middle of games before, and they've done all right. I mean, nothing crazy, but they've done fine. Uh, I'm really... I'm just very interested in seeing what this th- with what this third starting lineup is, and I I want to see it. I want to see I, it. I think everything's I, on the table right now. I think I know what it is. What would you What
0: would you say that is? I would say it is Harden, Maxi, Melton. Like it has to be that. Mm-hmm. It has to be Harden, Maxi, Melton, and it has to be Embiid at the five. Non negotiable, right? And that leaves the four, and it's got to be PJ Tucker. Yeah, you need you need another roamer. You need someone that that can play help defense, uh, that is a good communicator. Tobias Harris is none of those things, <laughs> and so yeah. uh, especially when you have Harden and Maxie on the floor together, uh, yeah. in a lot of these teams, but their best players are guards. Uh, you're gonna go against a Jalen Brunson, a J- Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum type of player. You're gonna go against some ball-dominant Donovan Mitchells. I mean, there are plenty and plenty of these guys that are out there in the Eastern Conference, and you're going to need someone over the top rather than Embiid getting in foul trouble. You want Dan- DeAnthony Melton to lock down somebody. A lot of these teams have more than one or two threats. Uh, okay. So that's why I feel like it, it it doesn't make sense for Tobias Harris to be in the starting lineup in, in the same one as the three guards.
1: Yeah. And another player... That I want to talk about is George Niang because oh my god, can this guy not show up in big games? He never does in last year's playoffs, he never did in big games this year. He's not showing up. I mean, he was flat out. He was he was horrible. He took two threes, yeah. three shots in total, missed them all. I mean, the only reason you're here is to just chuck threes and, and make them. If you're not making them, Doc take him off the floor I tweeted the other night and I said doc take Niang off the floor take Maxi off the floor you when it when a player isn't it, it isn't their night and you need to win that game you have to do everything in your power to help this team and and doc I don't feel like he did that against the Celtics you watched with your own eyes players just sabotaging your own team and you made zero adjustments to, to the lineups at all it's it's frustrating and another thing with 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 lineups is you know you're on the last play of the game you need every best defensive player out in the court and i get that jalen mcdaniel's hasn't played all that well but you have you got to have him on the floor for that last shot i mean he did a really a really good job on jason tatum all night long but you decided not to have him in the game and have Melton guard Tatum for that last shot. And I know Melton is a good defender, but Jalen McDaniels showed all night that he could guard Jason Tatum, and you didn't have that for the last shot, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I mean,
0: you just have to go go with the style or the speed of the game or where it's at and the Mm -hmm. feel. I don't know if McDaniel's was up to it at that point. Obviously, looking back, you'd like to have him there. I would. I would have put him in personally at that point. It's just a judgment call, and I mean, Doc made a bad judgment call. It is what it is. It's definitely not the first time it's happened. So, yeah. yeah I mean, also, like, I'm not sure if he moves the needles too much that you have to make a defensive change for him. I mean, is mm-hmm. he? Is he really that good? Like, I know he's. He, he might be better. But I don't know if he is good enough to disrupt whoever the personnel grouping is on the court to put him in for, you know, seven seconds of defense. You know, I don't know if I don't know if I he's think,
1: that good of a defender. Sure. But I think last night he proved all game that he deserved to be out on the court when you need defense. He proved it all night long. Jason Tatum had a bad night and Jalen McDaniels was a big reason uh, for that. So. uh I don't get, I don't get the thought process behind it. Yeah, and i I
0: really think that McDaniel's can help this team, but I I feel like he proved more of that he can play with a high motor more than anything. I I don't know if it yeah. is something you can pinpoint on his defense or his offense. I think it's his motor that really showed, and obviously he's going to help on defense. But he also, it, like I said, he he's definitely a, a good defender. He has mm-hmm. he has his things where you know people like to overrate him as a defender, especially Sixers fans. Since we traded for him, uh, and yeah, it, it just it is what it is. When you, when you look at how this team is going to be structured and how Matisse Thibault is no longer on the team, it mm-hmm. does raise questions about what the replacement is and how that's going to be used.
1: Yeah, it, what do you what do you? What do you say like w- what changes could you do with the roster that we have to make sure stuff like last or the other night against the Celtics doesn't happen again? Like what do you do like your bench g- is giving you nothing. How do you ha- how are you supposed to do anything with that? Well, I mean with the bench it- it's just
0: you have to look within. It's very uh, it's very centric moving where you know you have, to, you have to look in the mirror sometimes and ask who wants to be out there. And sometimes Sixers teams, especially benches, look like they don't want to be out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, we've seen it so many times, but really in the playoffs, I don't expect it to be too much of a problem. I don't know if we're going to be playing Niang so many minutes that, you know, it hurts us. Like, I mean, you can play eight minutes, but really if you don't play good for eight minutes off the bench, it doesn't really hurt you.
1: Um, we just we're just asking Niang, like especially in the playoffs, to come in like for eight minutes, like you said, and just hit one three, two threes. That is all we're asking of him. You mean but, in the game or in the series? In the <laughs> in the game because uh, because let me remind
0: you what he did in Utah against the Clippers in their six he game was series
1: there um, in the playoffs with 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 Utah. He was yeah bad. he
0: made two field goals and one three. Uh, he yeah. missed in that playoff series. He missed his last seven threes.
1: Yeah, across five games. Yeah, you like look in playoff time. If you're not getting anything off the bench, you are looking at playing all of your starters forty plus minutes, and that puts wear and tear on your body. That tires that tires you out. I mean, I have enough conf. I have a lot of confidence in our current starting lineup right now. Because they played so well, and they beat, they flat out beat the best team in the league. The bench is where you got killed, and that is what's going to happen in a playoff. Your bench is going to get killed. You have to have Harden or Embiid on the floor at all times, and and they were last night. Um, Harden played 41 minutes, but you. Really didn't get anything out of Harden. He had 21 points, but shot five for 16. Uh, shot two for eight from three. He made all nine free throws. But we need a little more. We need way better efficiency um, out of out of Harden.
0: I'll ask you this. So from the game specifically against the Celtics, what are you looking into more as a storyline? Is it is it the starters playing the way they did,
1: or is it the bench being bad? Um, obviously I would like to look more into the positive things, but the negative things like the bench playing so bad eh, that just like takes, takes it all for me. Um, I think that's a bigger storyline because that that's going to kill you in the playoffs. It's just going to kill you. That's what so you're gonna saying. It, you it outweighs. it outweighed. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is, I mean, it's kind of on cue with how the game it went. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, like like that was a that was a playoff game that felt like a playoff sure. game. Absolutely.
0: <sighs> I mean, it It was 100 percent a playoff game. The atmosphere was playoffs. The The coaching decisions were playoff ish. Um, obviously, it's going to be bumped up a couple times, especially, um, you know, that remind me of a game one of a playoff series. Yeah, it wasn't a Absolutely. game four. We game five game six, but it was a game one of a playoff series. Absolutely. That that is what it reminded me of, mm-hmm. and the Sixers, like I said, I, I think that the Sixers are going to ask their starters to play 40, 42 minutes, forty four minutes a game
1: in the playoffs. And Which I, I think, think I, I think they could. Harden has been playing. He he was leading the league in minutes for a little bit there. Um, PJ Tucker's. I think he's fine with playing thirty eight plus minutes. Um I don't know if I want Tobias Harris playing 40 minutes but I mean what other option do you really have? Um I think I'm fine with our starters playing playing 40 plus minutes. In reality this team has too many
0: holes to make it to the Eastern Conference finals and everything every
1: road basically right now leads to a second round exit. I disagree on us having too many holes. I just think it's one hole, which mean could mean a lot. But the the one hole is our bench. I'm yeah. Fine. Well, you 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 have the bench. Then you have I'm the overextension confident in
0: minutes. You have the overextension of minutes with Tobias and PJ. You have to pick one to give too many minutes to. Which i not. That's not like, a situation you want to be in.
1: Tobias hasn't played bad at all the last few nights. I mean, last night or the other night against the Celtics, he played great. I think he had a good game. I mean, he hit two threes pretty quick. They were pull-up transition threes in that first quarter. And then you look back um, to Thursday night. I think it was Thursday night against the Grizzlies. He hit four threes, which was an amazing comeback, by the way. We haven't really talked about that much. But but that Grizzlies game, uh, that was kind of a Tobias game. Uh, he hit two very clutch shots in that game. He had three threes. He shot 66% from the field uh, against the Celtics. He had 19 points. He was a plus 18. That's that's a good Tobias game. If we're getting that out of Tobias in the playoffs, I'm fine with that. I can't complain. Do you, do you think we get that out
0: of Tobias in the playoffs? <sighs> I don't know. Because I think we get one game of that. I think we get
1: one game a series of Tobias. See, we could get this Tobias that we have right now, or we could get game six versus the Raptors Tobias, where I think he missed 11 threes. So there's two different Tobias's that we could get, Um, which right now I'm leaning towards thinking we're going to get current Tobias Harrison playoffs, which I'm praying because I think that's one of your most, that's one of the most important players that if they're playing well, I think your team's going to win. Because Embiid's gonna play well, Harden's gonna do his thing, PJ's gonna run around and do everything. Melton is whatever. I think he needs to shoot more. But Tobias is that guy where if he's off, it's it's bad. It's really bad.
0: Look, I I really think that we see neither what the Tobias at his best. And Tobias at his worst. We just get Tobias Harris. And the reason because of that is he's gonna make his shots. He's gonna miss his shots. He's just gonna be Tobias. It could win you a game for sure. I don't think he can lose you a game. Which is I good think, until the fact that you need you, until you need a win.
1: I think he could lose you a game.
0: I think it's pretty possible. I, I don't I don't think I don't think if, if he's playing bad, you have other players to take the ball out of his hands. In the years past, we did not because we had a passive point guard. Yeah and we had streaky shooters with Tobias playing 40-plus minutes. Yeah. And we didn't have as much as a post-presence with Embiid in years yeah. past. Embiid wasn't a post-up guy as much. He was more perimeter-oriented, and he wasn't necessarily taking shots away from Tobias. So yeah. I think that he can't really lose you a game. I think he can win you games. But I think that his ability not to take over, not to be a closer, is going to hurt you in the long run because – somebody is going to have to take those shots and yeah. for the Sixers and in the current day NBA, this is, I you don't know, this is a hot take, but in the current day NBA to win and be successful in the postseason, you can't have your big man be the closer. And we saw that in the Hawks series with Embiid's turnovers at the end. It, if you want, if you want to be good, your guards have to
1: close games well, I think yeah. Embiid's a way way better player now than he was in that Hawks season. He's still not a closer. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, think I, just,
1: I we do have guys on this team who get hit some pretty clutch shots in in crunch time. It's uh, and we've seen it's it. too easy. It's too easy to get doubled and triple teamed in the post
0: and yeah. turn the ball over. And uh, especially if you try and dribble your way out of it. So which if is going to happen, happen in the playoffs?
1: It, Embiid is going to get tripled every game. Yeah, yeah every yeah, for possession. Sure. So. So we're gonna need guys to hit some tough shots and play very well, I and mean, handle a- the ball. Asking asking anyone other than Embiid to come up big in the playoffs is scary, especially when you have James Harden on your team. Yeah, I mean, if, um, if, I mean, if Harden, if Harden is twenty
0: and twenty points, eight assists, we lose. Mm-hmm. If that's what he averages during the season, we lose. And that's what I mean, same think, thing he did last year.
1: I think the Anthony Mellon needs to take more shots. I think that,
0: okay, you could say that. I think that he needs to be more offensively than just a shooter. Yeah. Like a three point shooter. If he's just going to sit there and, you know, make or miss threes, be, you know, 33%, 40% from three point range, uh, we already have Niang to miss those. Like well, <laughs> we don't need anybody I mean, taking Melon, up more misses.
1: D'Anthony Mellon is a very, very poor finisher at the rim. So yeah. we can already say he's never gonna do that because he sucks. He just sucks at it. He can't finish around the rim. And yeah, we already
0: um, have Tobias to do that as well. So look, <laughs> I, I think that uh yeah, D'Anthony Mellon can 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 be at times poor but i would love to see him be more involved in a pick and roll game i would love to see him uh draw attention from a defense and pass out of it become more of not necessarily a playmaker um but a secondary Mm -hmm. like handler of of, or i'll say a secondary offensive initiator that's what i think Mm -hmm. melton can be uh so that doesn't necessarily mean shooting that could be you know, taking elevator screens, backdoor cutting, uh, throwing lobs. Uh, he can be, which what I would like if, I, I, I would like to see Melton, who's ever, whoever is guarding him, which is usually going to be someone that is not great on ball, usually a good off-ball defender, whoever is guarding D'Anthony Melton, which what we've played. I would love to see Embiid be a ball handler and Melton be the screener in a pick and roll. Really? Yeah. That would be I interesting think that to see. that is something that could work. Uh especially if a team plays with a lot of on ball pressure yeah. like the Boston Celtics. Make them pressure Embiid in a mismatch. And then mm-hmm. Embiid's going to draw fifty. So yeah. what the Jazz did. The Jazz play very tight defense. You put in you put Embiid with that type of pressure with a mismatch, he's going to drop sixty. So yeah. What do you like? One thing I'd like, I think Melton can pull it off. I think yeah. Melton has the skill set oh, to pull yeah. that off.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Melon could contribute a lot more than what he's giving right now. Uh, I I definitely think so. But um, what do you what what do you what what would you like to do with Tyrese Maxey? What what do you think is the move here? Is it going to that third lineup? Is that just putting Maxey back into the starting lineup? Uh, for Melton, I know we talked about this a little bit, but like, I feel like we're not talking about it enough because this guy's just bad. Like, he's just playing bad. There's no other way to put it. There's really no Look, other way to put it. I'm playing Maxie
0: with James as much as you possibly can without
1: starting him. Yeah, I think he needs. I think he needs James and Embiid as much as you can. But obviously... if he wants to play with Embiid, he's going to have to get hot. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, we can't, we can't waste Embiid minutes with Tyrese Maxey trying to get out of a funk. Yeah. Not, I mean, there in was that, in this stage of the season, we just, we just can't afford that.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had eight points. He shot four for 10 from the field and shot over two from three. I mean, there was times where he was so hesitant to take a three um, and he just made He just made poor decisions and played a horrible defense. And we've known he was a bad defender, so I'm not going to really get on him for that. But, like, we need more. And we're there's obviously we're going to get that one game in the playoffs where Maxi just goes nuclear. I mean, we had that last year against it was it might have been game one versus the Raptors. Or or it might have been game two or, or 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 five. I'm not sure, but there was one. You're gonna we're gonna have that one. Tyrese Maxi game where he goes nuclear, which I think we need that more. We need it more. He hasn't really been doing that this year. With the way that Tyrese Maxi is currently playing, he um
0: he's a strikingly bad bailout shooter. Yeah, which like he, he can't just make a shot. Jason Tatum, he can just make a shot. Like he, Jason Tatum is the ultimate bailout shooter. Mm-hmm. Like you can play great defense on Tatum, and he gets a shot off with like two on the shot clock, and he makes it. Like, like that you game play, winner last night. You can you can play impeccable defense for twenty seconds, and then he'll still make a shot. I don't know if Maxi does that. I don't know if I don't know if Maxi can can withstand fifteen seconds of just really good defense and still make a shot. Yeah, I don't think he can do that. And uh, like. You could have bad games and still make big shots as Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum before that shot was six to sixteen to a seven from three was fifteen points in the most crucial game, really, of the regular season. He, he sucked. He was terrible. But he bailed out. He bailed himself out. Maxie needs to learn how to bail himself out because we just have stinkers. I mean, that's all that's all it is. We just have stinkers. If Maxie we, can't bail him out, we you just have Detrimentally
1: bad games. We really cannot afford Maxie to play like this in the playoffs. We cannot afford it. Just just flat out cannot. And if he continues to play this way, he will get benched in the playoffs, I think. I wouldn't say <laughs> what w- what are you saying benched as he comes off the bench or he just doesn't play minutes? I'm overreacting. Doc would never bench him, but but um no, I mean like just benched. Like to just sit on the bench. But um like limited minutes. Yeah, but Doc won't do that because it tires Maxie. Uh he might. <laughs> I love it. If if Maxie just having a stinker in the playoffs, just hey, sit on the bench for the rest of the game. I don't care. Yeah, he needs to be held accountable for it. And I think
0: he is with being on the bench. He's not in the starting lineup. So I mean he is technically being held accountable for playing Which... very bad.
1: Actually when you look at the numbers between Maxi in the starting lineup and Mellon in the starting lineup the numbers are significantly better with Mellon in the starting lineup. So I think yeah. it's I think it's fine to obviously people are are angry yet at, at Maxi still benched but if you just look at the numbers the no, numbers are significantly better. Uh, that's the one of the reasons why we've been the hottest team in the NBA since like this mid early December. So that's right around where Melton was put in the starting lineup. I mean, there's a reason why this team's so hot.
0: Like, D'Anthony Melton brings so much to this team offensively, and, and but more importantly, it creates matchup problems both offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. That's why, I mean, like, Maxi is a great offensive player, but he's not necessarily a matchup problem. Yeah. There's plenty of defenses built to stop like non playmaking, minimal shot creating guards that are fast. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's so many different Tyrese Maxis in the league, some better, some worse. Like, but there's there's Immaculate an there's great. a uh, me, there's a defensive scheme for every offensive Tyrese Maxie in the league, and there's like mm-hmm. 15 Tyrese Maxis. So, yeah. I, but there's not many De'Anthony Meltons who are you know shooters, but also very athletic and fast, mm-hmm. and. That that creates a match up problem offensively. Defensively, he can be great on ball. He can be he can hold his own off ball. But really, what he what he can bring is is lockdown. But again, if the offense is not there, you have to ask questions about D'Anthony
1: Melton. Yeah, is how long can he really play him? Which it seems like he's been playing like 26 minutes a night. He's basically playing split minutes with Maxie right now. They're both playing basically the same amount of minutes and then you'll have some games where where Maxie you'll have like 7 or 8 more minutes. Well, which would be funny because if you play Boston
0: in a series, what they should do is put Grant Williams on on Melton have very very small help defense and have Williams turn Melton into a driver and see if he can finish over somebody five inches taller than him. And he will never he won't that's never. that's what that's what you that's the that's a problem you run into because nobody's doing that in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But you get to game five of a playoff series and they might. Um yeah. so you know there's there's that to look for you know what what if what if Melton Turns into a liability where teams can take advantage of that, which they mm-hmm. haven't. I mean, when Melton's played bad, he's just missed shots. It's not a defensive scheme, or nobody's locked Melton down. He's just missed shots. Yeah. Um, but if there comes, you know, a day and a time where Melton has a couple, you know, games where they're just taking advantage of him, he doesn't belong on the court. It doesn't matter how good his defense is. Mm-hmm. If you can't produce offensively, you're just not going to play. Asmiti yeah. Seibel. So, I mean, nobody, nobody's the perfect defender. We've seen Rudy Gobert cost this team series defensively. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe defensive matchups are a bit overrated in the playoffs. It, it just it is what it is. There's so about, many ways to beat a team
1: offensively. I think it's time to talk about a player who hasn't even touched the court yet that we signed pretty recently, Dwayne Dedman. And who? I, Dwayne Dedman. He, uh, does he, he, played does for he the, exist? He played for the Heat. I... I don't I don't even know at this point. Is I mean, he like he's... the Ryan
0: Ellis of the Sixers? He might be. Um, my Flyers fans get that, get that reference. Shout out to the you... Flyers. It was in 7-0 to the, to the freaking
1: Devils. <laughs> that I just saw that I just kept, the notifications just kept popping up. Flyers down 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 7-0. <laughs> oh my God, that team. Oof. We don't have to talk about that team anymore. I never want to talk about that team.
0: Yeah, that that's it. That's that. <laughs>
1: that's all we get. That's all you get for the rest of the year. Um, could Dwayne Deadman provide anything in the playoffs? I mean, with the Heat, when he was on the court, he was the biggest negative I've ever seen in my life. So, except for DeAndre Jordan. So I don't know. Daryl Morey said he's comfortable. In the playoffs with Paul Reed, Dwayne Deadman, and P.J. Tucker as the backup 5 I've never even mentioned Montreux Harrell's name because, I mean, Well, good. I'm glad because... he feels that way because I certainly don't. Harrell <laughs> is basically dead to all of us. I never want to yeah, see him on the court. He's going to get a lot of DMPs. Yeah, which he hasn't played since the trade deadline, right? I think. If he has it, I haven't noticed it. He oh he's played garbage minutes, but like since the trade deadline, yeah, he's been getting DMPs. He hasn't played good. good job, Doc. He did something good for once. Let's go, Doc. Um, could Deadman give us anything? Or were we just
0: Edmund? talking about trash? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Deadman's not gonna do anything good. Um I think that we were failed miserably in the uh in, in the, the, trade, in the deadline? trade deadline.
1: I think I'd have to disagree. I mean,
0: who do we who did we get that move the needle? I who, think I think McDaniels what happened, looked, what happened, think, what move happened that we were better from the trade deadline than we were to begin.
1: I think McDaniel's was a very sneaky pickup.
0: I think he was a very underrated pickup. Does does he move the needle?
1: Answer I don't know no. yet. I he does not move the needle. I couldn't tell you yet. We played, I'm, what? Right. like, like. Eight games with him, so I don't know. I want to see him in a playoff setting first. Uh, that's... Which
0: I that's. I'd rather not be my judgment <laughs> <old> player, but. <laughs> oh, well, I man. mean, he's, he's I young. mean, let's just see what he
1: does in the most important games of the season. I mean, he did have like the worst plus minus on the team last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he—he's a good—he's a good, he's a I good don't even player. Think, I didn't even think he was that bad, but is he? Is he that much better than Matisse though, that we're just like, oh my gosh, we're I mean the offense is night and day between them. Yeah, but is it's he the- that much be- is that is he that much more valuable than Matisse to a team?
1: That we're just well, we're just better. I just think Matisse just didn't fit. And 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 McDaniels is a way better fit than than Thibault. So you're telling me.
0: And we were what one and a half games out of first place. We yep. were rowing the hottest team in the NBA. And we exchanged eighth men off the bench because we want one, we wanted one that had a better fit on the team. And that was the move <laughs> we made. You don't you don't think that's a big They're trying play. to get under
1: the tax. Which helps for <laughs> we, next year when you want to give James Harden money.
0: Okay. You want to get under tax to what? Keep Embiid happy? Because that's not going to do it.
1: <laughs> There's been a lot of surprisingly a lot of talk about if Jay, if we disappoint in the playoffs and Harden leaves, um, teams are going to be sniffing around to see what MB For does.
0: Embiid, would you blame would you blame Embiid for requesting a trade?
1: No, if but we, I don't. If we
0: don't make to the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: No, but I don't think he ever will. I I I really don't think he ever would. Um, that's just my honest opinion. I don't, I don't think he, think
0: he would. would either. I don't think he would either, but it I, wouldn't surprise me. And if we, disappoint we, if,
1: if, if, if we disappoint in the playoffs and it's not his fault and Harden leaves, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I wouldn't hate him. I understand if, Hey, if you want to go have a real chance somewhere else where, where the front office actually does everything in their power to give you the best team then go ahead. Because currently, I don't know. We just haven't done that, and we we've tried though. Like, it's not it's not like we haven't tried. We we have tried. We tried for Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. We tried with Al Horford and 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 Josh Richardson, which that was a joke of a year. But um, we got James Harden, and and we're trying. I mean, it's not like Daryl isn't trying. It's just hard. It's
0: hard to yeah, find the. right I reason. mean, for sure. I mean like we got Danny Green for Al Horford. Like the, Seth those Curry. those are big those are big trades. Yeah, like we got Yeah, Seth what Curry happened
1: then... what happened to the Daryl Morey that was sending away Al Horford and getting Danny Green and trading Josh Livingston for for Seth Curry? What happened to that Daryl Morey? It, he's washed. All right. That, the Daryl Morey does not exist anymore. Is it time to move on to the end question of the night?
0: yeah I think so. we'll s- is... we'll go five to one we'll go five to one, so we'll each do our five then'll we'll each do our four
1: yeah well, I want who, you to start with
0: your your five
1: who this season is facing the most pressure in the league come playoff time. We made our top five list, and um my number five is a duo. I have a duo for my number five. They both play on the. is same this cheating? Team. No, I don't think it's i mean you That's could. Good. You could pick either one. All right. It's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard at at five. I mean, the Clippers have done nothing but disappoint. Blowing 3-1 leads, disappointing. They've never won a championship since they came into the league. Right? I think so? Correct. they never won a championship. It's time to win a championship for them. You have the right team. You have all the good pieces. You just disappoint in the playoffs. And I think they're going to disappoint again. But that's a good that's a really good team, that Clippers team. They're one of the most talented in the league, but sometimes they just don't have it. Like like they can't do it. And you saw it the other night against the Sacramento Kings, where they had the lead they had a ten point lead, I think with like three minutes left, and you lost them double overtime. You can't let, you can't let things like that happen. So that's my well, they also
0: five. have the best part in the league on their team. Bones Highland.
1: <laughs> has he done anything?
0: No, I, I don't think let's hear your number five. My number five is James Harden.
1: I have I have him way higher on my list.
0: I think that James Harden is he has a good excuse if he plays bad. But I think that uh that shouldn't happen. I mean he he just he was here on the Sixers to do one thing, to be alongside Embiid and have a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. If he can't do that, he's probably going to cop out and rot the rest of his career in a terrible situation in Houston. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said,
1: he's number five on the list. Number four is um, is, I mean, I guess you could you could really switch four and five with this one, but at number four, I Jason Tatum. Uh, I get it. He's young. You might be surprised by this one, but he put up stinker after stinker in the finals last year. I mean, he's got to prove that he's that guy and not just that regular season guy who puts up great numbers. He's he's got to be that guy in the playoffs, and we didn't we didn't see that last year.
0: That's interesting because I don't I don't have Jason Tatum on my list, but I I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. He he does he does have some pressure on him. My number four, and again, this is a young player. Um,
1: mine is is John ja Morant. Ooh. See, I was that that's that was probably an honorable mention for me, but he didn't make the list for me.
0: Two seed in the thing. West. Two seed in the West. He talked crap about how every you know. Oh, I'm fine in the West. He I'm he put in the every way. other team in the Western Conference under the bus, so I don't know if that just, puts... He just put a target
1: on his back. Just yeah, a like... big, giant target on his back.
0: So I think he has the most pressure um, out of out of any of the young guys. I think he has the most pressure out of the young guys being Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, those type of players. Darren Fox i think i think I think uh Morant has the most pressure out of any of the young guys other than Luca, I guess
1: you ready for my number three yep chris Paul uh Chris Paul has never won a ring um he's been to one finals in his career and he's getting really old i mean, would you call him a top would you call him a top ten point guard of all time?
0: Probably, yeah. but <laughs> but I saw a question
1: um, on Twitter today. Do you think Chris Paul is a top five point guard of all time? No, not and even. I close. would say I would say no, but there is there is a plenty of pressure on him to do anything because he could wind up as one of the greatest players to never win a ring. Um, he needs to win a ring. He absolutely needs to win a ring because I think this is the last year where you can get any kind of production out, out of Chris Paul and they have a really good team around them. Devin Booker just right, traded for Kevin Durant. Haven't seen him yet, but there there is plenty of pressure on Chris Paul. Yeah,
0: um, Chris Paul does have a lot of pressure, but he did not make my list. Mm-hmm. Number three, Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Got to get past the second round. Could be the best player ever not to get past the second round. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things for Embiid. You just got to get over the hump this year.
1: Yeah. Um, my number two, uh, I didn't listen. I didn't know like if we were allowed to do duos or not. I had two duos on my list and number two is another duo. Um, and that's Embiid and Harden. Harden, when you think about Harden and you put Harden and playoffs together, you get choke, uh, because he has choked in big moments. He has come up short plenty of times. Um, I kind of, I kind of give him credit for, you know, last year because he was dealing with that hamstring injury and he was not the same player he is right now, but in years past like like the last few seasons with the Rockets, definitely definitely some some underwhelming performances there, and, and, and Joel Embiid, I mean you look at a guy who's never gotten out of the second round in his career, and it's failure after failure, and I don't think you can really blame him all that much, but I think some blame goes towards him, and and he's got a lot of pressure on uh, on this guy. Yeah, I mean, look them together immense amount of pressure, and it's something that's not hard. Nothing beats the it, amount of pressure this number one guy is feeling. Yeah, let's my, hear your my, number two first. My number two. Hold on, I'll, one more thing on it, and then beat Harden. Your your
0: pressure is to literally beat expectation. What is their expectations? Eastern Conference Finals. There you go. Go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You meet expectations. The pressure is off of you. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty make, easy. Like It just hasn't been done. Hey, make my, Eastern number, Conference my Finals and I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. That's my championship. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> my number two, uh, Kyrie Irving. I wanted to put Kyrie on my list so bad, but no, I, I understand the reasoning for it. Force his way out.
0: You teamed up with another superstar. He's going to be around the 6-5 seed. Got to perform in the playoffs. Have to. I mean, Dallas
1: sent their entire depth for this guy. It yeah. has to work out. It's a guy. I mean, he's a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. But he has done zero things without LeBron James on his team. He forced his way out of Cleveland to go to Boston. Did nothing. Forces um, got to signed with Brooklyn in free agency did nothing. One of the mo- one of the biggest disappointments in NBA history was that Brooklyn Nets team and the biggest what if team. Forces his way out to the Dallas Mavericks. So he has a lot of pressure on him. And him him and Ja were probably in that in that honorable mention spot for me. But uh we probably have the same number one. Right. I've already
0: written yours down. I've been keeping track of yours and I've already written down your number one. Yeah. It's Nikola Jokic. Wow. Not in the number one. No.
1: That, who are you thinking? Elaborate first. Uh, Nikola Jokic about to be a three times MVP who has a horrible playoff record in the last three years. Um, I get it. He hasn't had that much of a healthy team, but this is going to shatter his his legacy when you look at it. From twenty years from now, when you say, "Oh wow, Nikola Jokic, three-time MVP, back to back to back," oh, he didn't do anything in the playoffs, I, nothing. So, tons of pressure. I think he is the number one guy that has the most pressure on him. Who did you? Who did you think I, was I gonna could say? see that? I could see that. I'm surprised you didn't have him on your. Do you, you
0: don't have him on your list? No, I don't. And I, it crossed my mind, um, but I, I didn't. I don't feel a certain amount of pressure from. No, from it, if he doesn't, know, if a, he doesn't
1: do anything in the playoffs, it's gonna, it's gonna destroy his legacy. Yeah, that's I mean, true. he's already made the Western Conference Finals. You're talking about the bubble right now, where Jamal Murray was doing 360 behind them, right? Back. And
0: they're and they are the one seed. Whirl
1: layups, yeah.
0: I, I mean I I expect him to go to Western Conference Finals because they're probably going to have a pretty easy path, but yeah, I mean there is pressure on Jokic, but I think my number one has a little bit more pressure. Who's this? Kevin Durant. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good I think one. He has the most pressure anybody. <laughs> that's he a good went one. To the Suns. No,
1: that's a let me let me hear
0: it. Let me hear it. He he literally just went to the Suns to team up with with Book and and, and CP, like. I, I think there's another guy that's.
1: What I mean, is he yeah, do without Steph Kevin? Curry? Du- Kevin Durant does have two championships, but they are probably the least, mo- least important championships in NBA history. Because yeah, team. least impressive championship I've ever seen. One of yeah. them.
0: One of them is Kevin Durant's. Yeah. The other so, one is a uh, is the Bucks. The Bucks. The Bucks have one of the least impressive championships I've ever seen.
1: Oh, let me think about the Bucks championship run real quick. They played, I forget they, who. In they, played
0: a, they played a really bad team first, first round. round they played, don't you remember who they played second round? Oh, they played. They got the Hawks as an Eastern Conference Finals, the worst Eastern Conference Finals team of all time, and they got Chris Paul in the finals. Literally does not get easier.
1: Who did they play?
0: I don't know who their first, first gonna, and second round team.
1: Let me look it up real quick.
0: I'm pretty sure they swept
1: the Heat first round. Um, all right, Milwaukee's first round. Oh, their their first round matchup. They swept the Miami Heat, who were not good that year. Uh, Terrible. The second the second round was a great playoff series. I can't believe we forgot about this against the Brooklyn Nets. They won in Game Seven. Oh uh,
0: yeah, the the injury. They won. They won the injury
1: series. So they if beat it a really for, bad. If, 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 if it weren't for the injuries, Brooklyn was winning that one hundred percent. Yeah, they so, dropped. They dropped two games to the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, terrible team. I mean, uh, the Bucks won that four two, and then they beat the uh, Phoenix Suns, which I didn't. I just didn't think Phoenix was all that good that year. No. Uh, so yeah, it won. was. They were the
0: injury winners of the West. The Bucks were the injury winners of the East. They played each other. When, I mean, I think with every playoff game.
1: run comes a little luck of other team getting injuries. I think that kind of happens to everybody. Or not if not everybody, then than most people.
0: I think that one more so though than others.
1: Yeah. Wow. You didn't have Jokic on you. I'm really surprised. I thought you would have Jokic number one on your list. I I think
0: that he, he has pressure. But I think there's there's other guys that have more. I think Embiid has more pressure than Jokic,
1: personally. Sure, but, I mean, he's about to win his third MVP and has done absolutely zero things. I just think he has the most pressure because you're going to look... If you think about Jokic back-to-back-to-back MVPs, like, 10 years from now, you're just going to say, that's not really impressive considering he did zero things in the playoffs. So that, that that's why I think he has a lot of pressure because this kind of tarnishes legacy. That's that's really that's really
0: yeah. It. I wasn't really necessarily looking at looking at it with that perspective. Um, I was just thinking of. I don't think people expect the Nuggets to win a championship. I, I don't know if they're a lot of people do. A lot other of people th- do other know. than Nugget fans, like I don't know if like the national media, like I don't know if you're going out and picking the Nuggets. I've been listening.
1: I I've been listening like to a lot of like basketball podcasts, like uh, Brian Windhorst and 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 Zach Lowe, I think his name is, and they're talking about the Denver Nuggets like like they are the team to beat, um, like they are that good, like a powerhouse. Which personally, they're I like think...
0: third in the in the West for me. Why? I'm, just not, I'm going, just not that high
1: on him. Going back to John Morant, why would John Morant put such a big target on his back? That is probably the dumbest thing you could ever do. You're not even number one. You're not even the number one seed in the Western Conference, and you're out here on national television saying, I'm good in the West. I mean, come on. I mean, come that's on.
0: just Ja. That's just Ja. I think he's going to welcome it. Probably make him play better, if we're being honest. You is think that the Grizzlies do anything in the
1: playoffs? Because I think no.
0: Does Ja do anything in the playoffs? Ja and the Grizzlies. Oh yeah, I think that I think they can make the Western Conference Finals. Really? Yeah. Wow. I. They have they have what it takes. They have a guard that won't necessarily play bad. He can have some incredible games. He's great with the ball. Phenomenal passer. They have a big that is a defensive anchor. They have every they have the tools. Can I give you a really get around? They they do have a, you know, I'm very sorry for this. Of you know, it's a tough situation and it shouldn't be taken lightly, but Dylan Brooks is on their team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so they do have to deal with that. Can I give you a really hot take about the Western Conference Finals? Yeah. Like a pipe pipe and hot Please take. don't say the Kings. No. Okay. It's a team that's on, right under the play-in right now. The Lakers. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers made it to the Western Commons Finals. I knew you were gonna say that, dude. I knew you are gonna say that.
0: Hey, yeah, I, there's, no, I, chance, wouldn't surprise there's me. no chance. There's, there's no chance. There's
1: no chance. Dude, they they just had such an impressive win against the uh against the, Mavs, the Dallas yeah. Mavericks. I mean, come on. A D looked like a monster out there. He played so well. LeBron is he got a little banged up that game, so I don't know what's up with him. But Jared Vanderbilt I wanted him in a Sixers uniform so bad. He played so well. I mean, come on. I think that I think that Lakers team could do it. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I also watched Matisse Label drop fourteen on them. So, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're good. They're better than what they are right now in the standings. They're better than than the eleventh seat. Yeah. I don't. Which, I don't think they're better than the Mavericks, Clippers, Suns, Grizzlies, or Nuggets.
1: I just think the Clippers are going to find a way to disappoint. I th- I like the Clippers. I don't think they're going to do much except get to the second round. I like the Clippers
0: less than the Suns, about the same as the Grizz. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about the Nuggets, man. I really – not that high on the Nuggets. I think that – Neither that am is, I. I the think the they're very them, beatable.
1: Yeah, I think they're very beatable. I don't think it's – Hmm.
0: I don't Who think would it's you very say? Low.
1: Who would you say is the most overrated team in the league right now? Do you have an answer for that? No, <laughs> I mean
0: teams are. I think teams are pretty properly rated right now. Like, I, I mean, if I had to choose, probably the Nuggets. But again, it's not that hard to beat teams in the
1: playoffs when their best players are center. And I just wanted to bring up something that uh, I just saw from the standings that. Probably really impressive. The San Antonio Spurs are on a 16-game losing streak. That's that's the most impressive thing I, that I see on the standings right now.
0: Yeah, they're they're one game back of actually. Wow, they're tied on percentage with the Rockets. They're both 28 games back of first. I would love Weminyama to go to San Antonio under Popovich. Yeah, that would just be amazing. Yeah, they lost 16 in a row. Yeah, wow. sorry. This episode is a little all, all over
1: the place right now. <laughs> no, we're good. We're just chatting it up. Uh the Bucks are on a fourteen-game win streak. Which the Bucks, I sorry, but the Bucks just don't scare me. The I mean, Bucks I think the Bucks, me. Bucks, should probably beat those Sixers
0: that they played today in a seven-game series. But can they keep uh, it up? Did they go on the run a little too, early? Well, I
1: mean, they aren't a fourteen-game winning streak, so it's a little hard. But come playoff time, I think they're a very beatable team, which I we're going to play either boston or Milwaukee in the second round. If if we win our our first round matchup, it's just going to happen. The Bucks are 0.5 games behind Boston. Um I wouldn't surprise to see it would it actually would be a nightmare to play Boston in the second round.
0: Yeah, I really don't see us going to the Eastern Conference finals to be realistic. <laughs> I think we I could, could beat the Bucks.
1: Listen, I think the Celtics are beatable. I think we could beat them in a seven-game series. You I you know how many I
0: times I'm... I've thought we could beat the Celtics in a seven-game
1: series? We only played them once, though. Three times. Once. No, no, no. I'm talking about in, like, the playoffs in the past, in the MB era. We only played them once. And that was Ben Simmons' rookie year. We were actually... No, we know, played them twice. Like... We got swept in the bubble. Uh, see, I don't even care about the bubble, but... You want to know something? The Sixers were favored in that series, Ben rookie year, and we lost what four one. Yeah, so, I mean that yeah. was that
0: was our that was the best chance we had to go to the Eastern Conference Finals because. Nah, the we best were chance be we had on was a, on a
1: heat team that was overrated. The best chance we had was 2021, when we lost to the Hawks. That was our best chance of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. We absolutely should have, but you know, yeah. uh, specific somebody had a meltdown. I, I, uh, hey, I'm gonna tell you,
0: it's hard to, it's hard to have playoff success when your best players a center. The Jazz, number one seed, same year that we were the number one seed, both lost in the second round because it's just ways to beat you when your best players. The, are the center. Jazz, when they, you, Rudy, Rudy Gobert was their best player that year, they lost.
1: Not Donovan Mitchell.
0: Donovan Mitchell was an inefficient shot chucker with terrible defense. What year are we talking about? 2021. Oh,
1: 2021. That is inefficient shot chucker. I just, I remember Rudy Gobert getting exposed on the defensive end in the playoffs. Yeah, he was, I
0: mean, he was a rebounding machine and the best defensive player in, like, NBA history that season, the regular season. Yeah. And he just got, it's, there's so many ways to go around and beat a big man. When, when the Nuggets made it to the Western Conference Finals is because their best player was Jamal Murray. They have, not, they have not made it to the Western Conference Finals when their best player on the court was Jokic.
1: I don't I don't agree with the center thing in the playoffs.
0: You can't build your offense it. around a center in the playoffs. doesn't work. Yeah, it can it's, work. Not, it's not Shaq. This is not Hakeem Olajuwon anymore. This is
1: Joel Embiid. It hasn't worked. Has it worked? That's not his fault. Well, most of it isn't his fault. That uh, most of it isn't his fault. You're gonna tell me it was it was Joel's fault because Matisse fouled a three pointer in game seven that made us lose the game.
0: I don't think we're in that position if we have a if if we have a superstar guard instead of a superstar, a superstar center. guard. No, we don't. Not on this team. <laughs> We we do not have a superstar guard. We have a star guard. I'll give it a star. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a star guard. It, it can be. There's just there's just not an example of a
1: center since like Shaq, right? Yeah, Dirk was a power forward. I
0: um, mean, let's just say Dirk since Dirk since Dirk
1: um since Dirk, yeah. That
0: like Kawhi was when when the Spurs won Kawhi was their best player. Giannis for the Bucks. Mhm. Steph Curry, KD, LeBron. I don't, I don't agree with
1: this. I don't agree with your point. Cuz there's been more like like uh, more there's just been more like better guards than big men in the last however many years. Yeah, well,
0: the, I'm saying the best big men we've had in a very long time are here, and they've yet to shown up in the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe we can win the finals this year. I, I actually got, have put, a... put Bam out of bio on the uh, as the best player in the court during the playoffs. You're losing four games. You're getting well, swept.
1: Heat, well, the Heat stink.
0: Yeah, but I mean, when Bam out of bio was the Heat's best player, oh, I got yeah. swept
1: by the Bucks in 2021. Yeah. I actually put a $50 bet down on the uh, Sixers to win the finals. Was that a donation? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it was, dude, it was only like 20 minutes after the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. And I did it. And I tweeted it out and said, and then I added Docker and I said, it's your turn. <laughs> it's not going to hit. But if it did, I would win $700. Nah the odds are not in your favor but they're not you look. they're not all right give me a prediction who wins the eastern conference finals and the western conference finals who's your finals matchup right now
0: celtics for sure best team in the east western conference man this is really hard cuz i want to i want to say i really want to say the clippers but i'm not couldn't be the suns
1: yeah, sons. That West Western Conference is very competitive. I um, really want it to be the Clippers
0: or Grizzlies. That would like, be. Fun. I really I want the Clippers. Or Grizzlies, I, think Grizzlies I think the, to, the Grizzlies to be in the finals would be hilarious. Which I think I, the, got, I really like the way the Grizzlies match up against the Celtics. I think the NBA you could, away, you could take away Rob Williams. You could take away
1: Rob Williams so easy with Jaron Jackson. I think the NBA champion will come out of the East this year. Yeah, it's gonna kill me to see the Celtics win. They won't. Sixers are gonna win. You ready for it? Hey, don't don't doubt them. Don't doubt I have a
0: whole page.
1: They actually lead the league. Everything wrong with
0: the Sixers. (laughs) This is everything that's wrong with the Sixers.
1: I actually, they actually lead the league in fifteen plus point comebacks. If you didn't know, the Sixers. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I, have I a, think that we have a ton of impressive comebacks yeah, this season. We have a ton of those. Like that Grizzlies game. That was that was insane. That was an insane game.
0: Oh man. We're when looking we talk at... next week, hopefully we're in better spirits. Or I'm in better
1: spirits. Dude, I I that that loss just I was so upset the entire night. That really yeah, it it took a lot out of me. Uh, if the playoffs ended today, the Sixers would be playing the New York Knicks in the first round, which I think we would sweep. That. Yeah, that's that's a that's
0: four five games. They are tied with the Brooklyn Nets actually, but the Nets. I'd love to play the Nets. Breaker. That's ben why Ben Simmons
1: is my example earlier. How crazy is that? Ben Simmons is not even in the rotation right now. Have we ever seen? I feel bad for him, Loki. Have we ever seen this before? Can you think of a, of a a player who who peaked in their rookie year, except oh Michael Carter Williams? That's that's
0: first game. Yeah, no, I really can't think of a player that's peaked in their first year,
1: and then just week. just went downhill, just so quickly. Mental man, so mental. Is it it's just mental? Is it is it the back? You think the back's still a problem? Uh, the back, I promise you, the back is all right. I mean, uh, there's a, I got a notification, I think, yesterday that he was going to miss the next couple games with, like, knee soreness or something. It's probably a made-up injury. Um, That's just sad. It's sad. It is sad to see that once upon a time I was out there on Twitter ready to do anything. Like, I used to, I used to love Ben Simmons with all my heart. Yeah.
0: I had two Ben Simmons jerseys. If you followed me on Twitter like two thousand twenty, twenty one,
1: I I was I love Ben Simmons. I was defending him on every tweet and and pushing him to make two a win Defensive Player of the Year award over over uh I think it was Rudy Gobert that year. Oh do we we're pushing nasty agendas. It's crazy to see, and that sometimes I go look
0: up my old Ben Simmons tweet
1: and I just like, wow,
0: you know what I Ben Simmons is words. still getting traction? Is uh, the one where I said that he was right handed, like, I still get retweeted. he is right handed,
1: even JJ Reddick said that he should be shooting with a right hand. Well, I I, I, I did
0: see that. I did see that. And I can't believe JJ Reddick put Ben Simmons on his podcast to talk about literally absolutely nothing.
1: That that looked really bad for Ben. Like, that looked really bad for him. Just get baby fed questions like that. Could not believe it. The questions were horrible. (laughs) That was one of the worst interviews I've ever seen in my life. Like, the questions were bad. And they usually like have really good interviews. But they had to be like, oh, soft on them for no reason.
0: Yeah. Look.
1: Oh. So much so that
0: I made a I made a cry for help. Something is do. it has fifteen thousand views. Wow. Yeah, fifteen thousand views. And it is Sorry basically just did low it lights. His prime in the in-
1: Wow, it's crazy. It's tough, it's crazy. Yeah, literally do you think he gets traded in the off season?
0: I don't think nobody's nobody is trading for Ben Simmons.
1: Besides, do you? Know, here, here's Chinese here's team. something I heard. I think it was from Kyle Newbeck on his Clap Your Hands podcast that Ben Simmons should just retire after his contract's over.
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah, he clearly just. Hates become a coach basketball. Actually, no, don't become a coach. Don't know. He do just doesn't. He doesn't like basketball at all. Yeah. I mean, be a stay at home husband. To get uh, back. Wait,
1: they're not dating anymore.
0: Play Call of Duty 10 hours a day. Be a streamer.
1: I'm sure people will watch eventually. He's going to have to turn off his chat, though. Ooh. Imagine that. Imagine how that chat, what that chat would look like. All right, um, I might have to log back into my Twitch
0: account if he starts streaming. <laughs> I think, guys, is I that got all some we things have for to get the... off my chest? Okay,
1: <laughs> is that all? No, we we got for we'll end that. All right, thank you guys so much for watching episode 31. 31 episodes of Scenes from the year. Spectrum playoff pressure. Are we at a year yet? Yeah, we're at a year. Wow. Happy happy one year! Happy one year! Uh, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to follow our socials out down in the bottom left, Graham. If you want to point to it, and is it this way? Yep. It's that gonna way. be.
0: Is it, Am I doing it right? Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes it it messes up. It's weird.
1: At SFTS Podcast on Twitter, there's an underscore in there, and make sure to follow our TikTok. Show some love, subscribe, comment, like, rating whatever you need to do. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful rest of your week.